have a deep depression all over the UK, but rushing in from the Atlantic, we have a ridge of higher pressure. Now, when that mixes with all this crap over the UK, the thunder clouds will gather, the humidity will rise, and we all know what's going to occur then, don't we? Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast to bring you some incredible news. We are under attack. Never before has this reporter seen such devastation, such destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I fear the time has come for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules! So grab a can of fermented weed and listen up. It may just save your life. Great. Uh, welcome back to Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. I am your host, Douglas Arthur, and today we've got uh, a special treat for you. Uh, we have our, our old uh, Gooch Squad pal, Jolly Jeff Hickmott, on the phone <laughs> here from, from uh, Jolly Old England, and uh, we are excited to have him today. Um, w- Jeff has a brand new podcast that should be out soon. Uh it's called Five Questions With, um, mm-hmm. and it it sounds like a pretty neat concept. Um, he's also the host of a great uh, music uh, show on uh, Mixcloud called Into the Unknown, uh, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I've had Jeff on the show many times, but I have not uh, I have not really had it. I haven't had him on. Uh, face to you know face to face solo so uh, we d- we decided it was about time um, you know he's got his new podcast to promote so uh, let's get let's get into it how you doing today Jeff uh, pretty good yeah yeah not too bad I've just uh, just before I came on uh, I just uh, spent the morning I made an apple crumble which I don't know if oh. you've ever had an apple crumble it's a little sure. bit like an, like an apple crisp but um, okay uh, but uh, it's the and I think in apple crisp, the difference is they have oatmeal in the in the topping. But this okay. is just this yeah. is just flour, butter, sugar, and it's uh, okay. Uh, and I made it because um, we we look up we look after some after school kids, and they're particularly fond of it. So I, I had a special request uh, oh. to make an apple crumble. So that's all Fair. done and dusted, and all I've got to do is warm it up later and have it with a bit of ice cream. So there we oh, are. Oh, that sounds that sounds wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> but of course, that sounds wonderful. But of course, uh, it's it's Fourth of July, but it's not nothing nothing going on over here. It's it's nothing special. It's just a normal school day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, I have the day off from work, but that's about it. I don't really uh, feel like celebrating this year, as you can imagine. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons it's, which become obvious yes 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 if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world yes, uh, you probably any, know why any, any savvy at all yeah <laughs> yeah so uh so jeff uh tell us about your new show i, I it's called five questions with five questions uh, with yeah and my idea was i i wanted to do an interview show for a long time because i've been doing into the unknown uh for uh since january of 2015 now so it's quite a long time seven years yeah um and uh i've done a few interviews in that time but uh not as many as i'd like and i uh i I wanted a show that was just purely interview and i thought i'm gonna have to come up with a sort of an idea to have to make it interesting rather than just people just chatting and so i thought if i ask a set of questions the same five questions uh for every show uh written in such a way that uh they would elicit sort of extended responses and perhaps give rise to further conversations further questions um it might make it interesting so and and i chose for my uh, first guest uh your good self because i thought oh uh, there's a there's a person who has interesting stuff uh going uh- on uh, with, your, <laughs> with your comic books and and uh, your music and and also your podcast so i thought Sure. Um, we can, and, and plus you're you're a splendid fellow altogether. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yes, and maybe after the interview, you won't uh, you won't think so. But uh. the, the check the checks in the mail. <laughs> the che- yeah. Well, I, I I appreciate that. That's uh, yeah, that's quite an honor. Yeah, yeah, and so um, yeah, it's uh, 
the the idea being uh, at the end of the show um, we decide if any of the questions need rewriting or or revising and uh, and then sort of I'll change it for the next show if necessary and uh, try to keep it more interesting. I think I've got a couple of, I've got at least two other people lined up for interviews. In I think my my son uh, is has agreed to do it next week. So um, very good. So that's the first two shows kind of covered that and my friend barry um you've probably heard his, him me play his music uh the inconsistent jukebox is his um, um oh right yeah moniker, uh, or tij as he's called and uh yeah so he's agreed to be uh a a, a willing participant <laughs> in the next oh, uh, few very weeks good. so very good and uh, i'm hoping to get some more uh of my sort of friends locally because there's a, a a guy that i I saw actually I went to a festival yesterday uh, where there was a dog show and there was lots of great food and great music and uh, lots of good beer and uh, a guy who is actually a music teacher at my daughter's school but he's actually right. he's been performing uh, solo pub gigs for years and uh, he does a lot of good covers uh, and uh, last night we were sitting there beer in hand sitting on the grass watching him uh, playing Starman, which is amazing. So yeah, oh, wow. nice. he did a really good job on that. So he's he's very good. So yeah, hopefully I'll I can get convince him to subject himself to the uh, the Jeff treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, he's anyway. been hickmatized. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there we are. That's 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 the new show in a nutshell, and and uh, of course I'm doing it through Anchor, so it'll be uh, available on all the major platforms. You know. Oh, nice! Kind of like this show. Yeah, the <laughs> Google and Spotify and all that good stuff. So yeah. Oh, it's great. Maybe, maybe expand my horizons a little bit because Mixcloud is a bit limiting. It hasn't got an RSS feed, so you can't. Right, right. Expand it. It can only sort of be accessed on the one platform. Well, I it, and that I think partly has to do. It, my guess is uh, with the, the copy yeah. the copyright licensing for the music. Yeah. Um, which is which is an interesting thing with Anchor uh, because I believe they do allow an option uh, to use music from Spotify because yeah. they're they're affiliated with Spotify in some way. Um, but you know. Uh, if you do that, it, that episode's only available on Spotify and not yeah. on, can't put it on other platforms. So it's kind of a, you know, six of yeah. one, half a dozen of the other kind of yeah. situation, however you yeah. want to deal with it. But, yeah. um, but that's, <laughs> yeah. Well, that so, sounds like a like a great idea for a show. Uh, you know, I, I full disclosure, we just finished recording my episode <laughs> with yeah. you, uh, and so and it's, uh, yeah, and it's uh, your listeners should know it's hella early where you are. I mean, you yeah, got up, yeah. you got up at six a.m. to do this. So yes, uh, yeah, yes, I, yes, I, I did. That. Yes, I, I did. Well, I, I, you know, I, I kind of felt like I had to because there have been many times we've kept you up after midnight to record uh, my show, um, you know, on this side of yeah. the pond. So yeah, exactly, uh, and I, I'm not, and I'm not getting any younger. So, so stay, late, late nights are getting harder and harder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yes, that's very true, especially, I'll, especially for me. I, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. I'll sit um, there every evening in my armchair about half past ten watching. QI and just nodding off. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, since since uh, since you've got you know five questions, are there are there any like kind of dream guests that you would like to have, or or is Ooh. the or is the concept more along the lines of I'll just get ordinary everyday kind of people, or or are you you dreaming? I, I don't, of, I don't uh, know. I, I I there's kind of a, of a few uh, people that I would kind of like to uh, have, I mean, there's, there's certain comedians that I think would be brilliant on there. Uh, I'd love to have a chat with someone like James Acaster or, or uh, uh, Nish Kumar or someone like that. Mm. Uh, yeah. But, um, there's also a guy, uh, one of my favorites, um, Michael Fenton Stevens, and he does his own uh, mm. podcast called my time capsule. And those are always fascinating, but um I like him. He's been around. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of a band 
who were a parody band called the Heebie Jeebies. They started uh, out as, as a Bee Gees no. parody band, and it was Angus Deaton. <laughs> yeah, Angus Deaton, Michael Fenton Stevens, and Philip Pope. Philip Pope did all the music, uh, and um, and so and Angus Deaton, you probably would recognise. He worked a lot with um, on Rowan Atkinson's stage shows, mm. and uh, sure. he's been in uh, various uh, other shows like uh, Have I Got News for You and things like that. Um, but they they started as a as a Bee Gees parody, you know, when when they did uh, when they were doing Stand Live, I think there was, I think the the, the big hit they had with the for the Heebie Jeebies was a, a song called Meaningless Songs in Very High Voices, and <laughs> and then they went on to parody <laughs> other bands as well, and they're, they're, those were equally good, and and the music was brilliant, and you wouldn't have even known it was a parody if you hadn't listened to the lyrics. Huh. Um, they they did a straight status quo uh, parody. Oh wow! Uh, uh, under the name Status Quid, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, the song was called uh, another boring song, and it was just it, it, you wouldn't it, you take away the vocals and you go that's a Status Quo song, and and it, it's yeah, it's brilliant, right, right, yeah. right. That's, and that's, uh, there's so that's many funny. that they did out there. It's wonderful. And then then I, I uh, he was he's he would have popped up in various comedy shows in the 80s and 90s that uh, you go, oh, hey, Michael Fenton Stevens in that one. And uh, you just sort of see him in the background and go, oh, there he is. And um, and there was a show called Comedy Wavelength, which is around about the time I, I, I bought my first VCR. And Channel 4 showed this show called Comedy Wavelength. You can only find like little snippets of it on YouTube now and it's sort of very poor quality. But it was a, a show of sketches um, hosted by Paul Merton. Uh, he he would do like the little comedy routines in between the sketches. And there was people like Josie Lawrence on there, Jonathan Kidd, uh, like I said, Michael Fenton Stevens, uh, Owen Brenman. And it was one of my favorite shows to watch. But uh, sadly, it only, it only lasted the one season. And like mm. I say, it's hardly any of it left. Um, but uh, yeah, it uh, I remember the, there was a particular sketch where there was uh, as a parody of Waiting for God, <laughs> and it was uh, the two guys sitting in the dark on the stage. One of them's holding a, a, a goldfish bowl on his lap, and uh, <laughs> it's just like it's the and uh, and uh, one of them says two, just the two of us. He says, "Yeah." He says, "Why?" Um, well, um, low sperm count. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, don't worry though. Um, we, we're bound to, you know, get someone pregnant because we know he's Catholic. It's like, what? Well, how do you know he's Catholic? What's his name? Godo. <laughs> it just sounds Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> random stuff. Anyway, so yeah, I'd love to have Michael Fenton Stevens on, and uh, I'd also love to have any 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 member of the cast of Red Dwarf. Hmm. Uh, that would be wonderful as well. But th- these are just obviously um, pie in the sky ideas, sort of thing, because there's, you know, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> so yeah, well, fact- so, some, sometimes you just have to throw throw out a, a you know a feeler or two. And see well, if you can, my, my if hope you can is catch anything. You, but by, by using Anchor and getting more exposure, <clears throat> uh, you know, the first two or three shows will be received so well that uh, it will shoot straight to the number one of the podcast charts. And well, I, well, I, I like knocking I, at my door and going, oh, I want to get on the show. So, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I'll, I will be a big draw for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to sort of, you know, start with the big names first, and then sort of, you know, yeah, yeah, see what, sure. well, yeah. Or, or, or at least in my case, it's probably alphabetical. Um, so well, there is that. <laughs> I, it's it's really hard. Uh, you know, I'm, I was kind of looking for all your sort of various web pages and, and Facebook pages and stuff, and just uh, type into uh, Google Douglas Arthur, and it says, "Did you mean General Douglas MacArthur?" Oh yeah, oh and yeah. It's like, like, no, I didn't mean him at all. <laughs> no, right, right. Well, you know, that's that. That that became that became my nickname on uh, I I mean people have been 
you know, making making fun of that probably since I was a, a, a kid. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of became my nickname on the uh, Stuck in the 80s show. I was given I was given the nickname The, the General, uh, <laughs> which, you know, what, <laughs> you know, I, I at first I was like, what? But, you know, you, you kind of have to embrace it sometimes. But uh, you yeah, do, you yeah. Do. I, I was I, I, I was often asked as as a child, you know, uh, if my middle name was Mick or Mac, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Sadly, I have to let you down. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I think I've told the story before on on the show. But the, the, the truth of the matter is that my older brother, um, my my parents had kind of run out of they couldn't decide on a on a name for me. I was the fifth child. Uh, good right. Irish Catholics that they were. Um so, uh, you know, uh, and I've got two younger sisters, um, but they, they kind of ran out of names. So they were taking suggestions from my older siblings. And at the time, my older brother, Joe, uh, his fa- one of his favorite shows on television, uh, aside from Star Trek, because this was the, you know, late 60s, um, was a show called The Time Tunnel. Which oh was a, yes, which was an Irwin Allen, not Irwin Allen. Yeah, no, Irwin yeah, Irwin Allen. Yeah, Irwin Allen show, and um, uh, actually, uh, I believe that uh, Mike Myers parodied it in um, the Austin Powers movies. Yeah, uh, uh, the, with the probably I think the second one. Um, but uh, anyway, the two main characters on the time tunnel time tunnel were named Tony and Doug. Mm-hmm. And my brother suggested Tony and or Doug as a name for me. I'm glad my parents chose uh, Doug because I I do not feel like a Tony at all. So. <laughs> so, so that was that was that was how I that was how I got my name. So. Yeah, I remember that show. I I remember um, they would show reruns of it, um, sort of uh, weekday tea times uh in the early 70s so you know i'd come home from school and you know we'd sit down to tea and time tunnel would be on and that uh, along with uh, various other great shows like voyage to the bottom of the sea oh gosh uh, yeah and uh i think um beachcombers remember beachcombers um bruno garusi okay yeah, the, the in, name sounds in, familiar it's like set in in vancouver bc and uh yeah it's uh and he was constantly having to deal with this 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 other guy called relic and uh who was who was a who was just a old curmudgeon who lived on the right. docks you know and uh, i can't remember what, what it was really about but yeah that, well, i remember that distinctly being on beachcombers and, and thinking <laughs> to myself wow there sure are a lot of floating logs in that place you know <laughs> yes, well, you know, it's just all this wood floating about it's like why is it floating why, why aren't they getting it out and doing something with it you know, i couldn't figure that one out but uh <laughs> but uh, yeah um yeah also it's to show all sorts of uh rubbish as well uh of course there was a lot of i mean the Irwin allen stuff was great but there also a lot of itc stuff like the champions ufo oh, UFO. yeah i remember that show yeah great show and uh, with the lovely gabriel drake um wasn't that um i want to say the same guy that did thunderbirds did that show uh, or am i yeah jerry uh, Anderson. yeah 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 and uh in fact i i uh i went on the uh website recently the jerry anderson website and you can download a bunch of the theme tunes of all the shows like stingray and fireball xl5 thunderbirds stingray Uh, is uh is an amazing theme song yeah i love that
good theme song as well. Yeah. Uh, you ever see Joe 90? No, I, I've never oh, even wow. heard of that. Yeah. Some Joe of that 90. stuff didn't make it across the pond here, yeah. I think. Joe Knighty was this this kid who was what it was about eleven I suppose and um, you know little blonde kid glasses and his dad worked for this this sort of intelligence agency and what they would do they would send him in because you know no one would suspect a kid uh, <laughs> let's put the kid him. in danger so but what they would do they, first they would before they send him on a mission they would sort of um, put him in this this machine that looked like a giant uh, egg whisk you know with a chair inside and it sort of like would close around and sort of swirl around and They'd have all this data in this computer and these big tape loops and stuff and download all this information into his mind. I don't know how, but uh, and then he would go off on this mission, knowing all these facts and stuff, and then come back and sort of recite all this stuff back to them that he'd found out and and who was doing what. And, and, and yeah, it was it was kind of a cool show, but uh, I think the, the theme tune was the coolest part about it. Um, hmm. A bit of Joe 90, if you can find that that's fantastic little bit of music i'll um, have to check that out yeah it's got that sort of a great sort of uh spy feel to it that sort of uh down 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 and then uh yeah uh, there, there was also uh, a great theme tune um it was a, li- a little known uh jerry anderson show i think it only ran 12 episodes and it mm. was one of the later ones and it sort of um had um a uh it was sort of mixed live action with um puppets so you had the puppets for the close-up shots but uh for the um outdoor shots of like vehicles moving it was all like live action actual real vehicles and things and um and the idea was it was called the secret service and it was it included professor stanley unwin who um was a comic actor of some skill. He had this uh, very unique thing with his um, voice. He would say things that weren't words, but sounded like they were actual words. And so he'd be talking away, talking absolute nonsense, but it would sound like a proper sentence. And and the idea was to sort of like to confuse, confuse or flummox people. Um, you know, he'd say words like fundamold and, and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, fundamold, deep joy. And, and <laughs> I, I can't do it myself, but it was just it was incredible to listen to some of his, uh, uh, huh. you know, uh, there's a, I think there was a, uh, an episode of, uh, I forget what the show was, but it was um, a sketch show on radio, probably Radio 2, Radio 4 back in the uh, 80s. I think it was Clive Anderson. Who was like the interviewer, uh, mm. and Stanley Unwin, who was the interviewee, and he's asking these questions and getting these these really weird responses back, and he's like, ah, I see, yes, okay, and just moving on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Stanley Unwin just he played uh, a vicar in that show. Anyway, I'm talking too much about the Secret Service. How nerdy is that? <laughs> it's pretty nerdy, actually. It is pretty nerdy, but there we are. Anyway. <laughs> That's that's what I, that's that's I, that's what I am. So there we go. There me. we go. See, and and to show how organized we are at this show, I've completely lost uh, track of where we are, what I was asking about, and uh... I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, we're doing exactly what what Michael is always accused of uh, to get, sending the show off the rails. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I I mean I think he does so he does it kind of intentionally. Oh yeah, he, he has a he has a plan. <laughs> Yeah, it was as a plan. And and we love him for it. Oh yes, yes, it's it's, it's quite quite hysterical sometimes. But yeah, uh, so I'm just fascinatingly uh, the 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 bin men have just uh, arriving. So I'm just sitting by the window. And I can I can see the guy like trying to manhandle three bins at once. It's like you can't do it, buddy. You can't do it. Just take two, take two, and come back for the other one. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or or yeah. even you know one at a time if you have yeah. to. You know, exactly. Save your back. You know, but I guess they are late today, so that's that's probably why he's trying to do three at once because they are Uh, normally here at like eight in the morning. It's now twenty past one, so yeah. Oh, that is late. Yes, they may have come done done the route. The other. Uh, Maybe maybe they're on my time. They're on uh, New York time here. Yeah, Uh, or maybe it's their their uh, they've got a Fourth of July thing going on as well. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't I don't hear any fireworks though. 
<laughs> you know, they're they're you know they're bringing uh, Americans are going over to uh, England to be uh, you know trash trash collectors. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, there's there's a story in there somewhere, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, yes, we're so. we're not we're we're not sending our best. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you're not sending your brightest, but uh, uh, to you know, yes, sanitation workers. There you go. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, into the unknown for a little bit, um, right. because you know that's that's a fascinating uh, a fascinating show. I love I love uh, what you what you do with that. Um, it's basically um, you you seem to be able to find these incredible songs from artists that um, most people have probably not heard of um and, but you also play you you also play music from bands that people have heard of uh <laughs> to yeah. be fair uh but but it's it's an it's a great mix it's very eclectic which i i love i love being able to you know uh shift uh, you know, musically, you know, uh, you know, playing, playing uh, something that's like hardcore electric. And then, you know, you have like an acoustic guitar song, you know, the next or, 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 you know, maybe veering from heavy metal to, to country uh, music or something, you know, mm. I, I, yeah. I love, I love making that shift. Um, and, and it's fun to listen. It's like listening to, uh, a mixtape that your friend gave you uh, mm. back in the day um, uh, of just wild stuff. So, yeah. you know, what was the inspiration? How did you get started with that? Well, that's the thing. Uh, the the mixtapes is where it all started, I think, because uh, back in the 80s, um, when I got my first stereo, uh, that was my stereo, not somebody else's stereo. Um, right. And, and right. you know, you had these wonderful features. You had the dual cassette deck and you had... Um, uh, this mic mixing facility so I could like filter in stuff over the top of what I was recording you know uh, I guess I guess that feature was provided for people who would do like narration over a background music that sort of thing mm, right but but if you hook up a boom box via a, 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 a you know headphone cable or whatever to that facility and then you can drop in like little segments of TV shows or, or radio shows over the top of the music you're playing like I did one tape uh, where um, you know the song "Asleep" by the Smiths. It's a very uh, slow, gentle song. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I've heard it. Uh, my my and, ex my ex was a big Smiths fan, so yeah. I'm sure I heard it's, it. It's a very slow one. It's just piano and Morris's voice, and it's just "Sing Me to Sleep." And and uh, so I found um, sort of filtering like uh, some like radio static over that. Or, or some uh, some other kind of white noise like rainfall and stuff like it just it make these wonderful effects but occasionally i would sit there just tinkering about and and list, like running through the radio stations just just like just randomly recording like a like a a minute long section and just picking out a few words from that and just like dropping them in between songs and over the top of songs just to sort of like freak them out and stuff so that's where the, the like the intro parts of the of the shows start, uh I've always got like the the same three elements. I've got like the the theme tune. I've got the bit that says we're gonna do a song unit you never heard before, and, right. and and then the guy at the end uh, going, he's quite a character, uh, and that those are the sort of the three main elements of the intro. You gotta show up if you want to get it done. If you want to get it done, you gotta show up. If you don't show up, it's not getting done. You gotta show up if you want to get it done. We're gonna do a song that you never heard before. <laughs> oh wow. Wow! That you never heard before. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Into the unknown. So, and then I, I put little clips in between those just to sort of um and sometimes they're quite topical I, I dropped in a bit of the chris rock will smith altercation on the show before last and and uh yes yes uh, and, and and things like that and then um the i always enjoyed 
you know, when you buy an album uh, or 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 a single or a twelve-inch single, listening to the you're buying it for the for the song that you know, but you, but then flipping it and listening to the B side and the the remix or the extended version or whatever, and and going well, you know, that's quite interesting, and it all just sort of gets filed away. I never really thought much about it, but it all just sort of gets filed away in the in the old noggin there. And when I came to start making mixtapes, um, and I would go. You know, I don't want to stick with the sort of same sort of type of music like through the whole thing. I just want, you know, I'll, I'll go jazz, country, uh, rock, hip hop, you know, and just sort of that sort of jarring sort of sense of like it, a, a keeps people awake and, and on an alert and sort of that sense of awkwardness. I, I like that that to feel that sort of you never know what's going to come next sort of thing. And right. so um, when I so when I started doing the show, um, I would I'd been messing around sort of like looking on the web sort of looking on soundcloud and stuff and thinking there's some good music on this on this uh this little platform and so i would uh you know put some of that the, the songs that i liked from there and uh, then i started sort of getting into there was a, a good live scene around here um we had a, a a big festival in our town called tentertainment for a while and there was it was three days and they had uh, a couple of stages there was like a main stage there was right. a, a small stage inside a, a, a tent and there was a, another stage that was kind of in, in with the tea room so you would sort of have like the little acoustic acts you know the duos and stuff um in the tea tent then you would have like the, the slightly bigger but less sort of well-known ones on the uh, middle stage and on the big stage you'd have people like uh, coco and the butterfields who are from Canterbury and they are massive mm. around here and they, they they sort of became more and more they ex- expanded their lineup they got they don't have a drummer they have a beatboxer <laughs> and they, they they have a violinist they have a guitar they have uh, they have horns now they have uh, and they they do a really sort of they, they call their style it's a mixture of folk and hip hop and so they call it fipfock <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have to think for a second because you, you got to say that right, fit frock. And uh, yes, yes, and, and uh, yeah, it's really. And so they would they would do their own original compositions, and then they would suddenly uh, launch into uh, uh, low by Flowrider, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really you know, and 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 the whole crowd would just be in the palm of their hands. It was just wonderful. And so bands like that, and then bands like the people like Luke Jackson, who is just an incredible uh, artist. And then, and then, obviously, then you start looking sort of wider, and you sort of find all these other people who are sort of. Uh, I think there was a there's a guy um, called Marky Marquis Zane, and he um, otherwise known as the Couch King, and so he was doing music, and then I, I uh, encountered. Barry, the inconsistent jukebox, and then their wider circle of uh, collaborators and stuff like that, and you, sure, sure. and then that's how it all sort of exploded. And now, I'm just uh, everywhere um, is a potential uh, mine. Uh, you, I mean, YouTube, you find all sorts of stuff. Um, a couple of uh, really good songs I found re- recently uh, were recommended by one of the guys who's a chaser on on the chase in uh, the, the quiz show in, on ITV. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he uh, uh, he recommended a couple on, and then I was like, oh wow, those are, that's a good song. And then of course Michael will occasionally send me a little, uh, have you heard this sort of thing, and and you know, so I've, I've yeah, so I get recommendations from people, and 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 I look at other what the people I like, what their likes are, and then you just sort of go off of that, and then uh, then I have. Um, a couple of uh, sort of regular features in the show. One's called Cover Me, where I come across a, a good cover of uh, a, a popular, a well-known song. And some of them are quite fantastic. And some of them are even sort of uh, not necessarily better than the original, but they're equally as good as sort of right. you know, in their own right. And um, the other feature is The Long Lost Song, which is something I stole actually that, uh, the, that idea. Uh, there used to be a show on KNDD in Seattle, no longer with us, unfortunately. The KNDD has gone. Uh, but it was right at the end of the dial, 107.7. It's called The End. And there, 
what genre was alternative so it was all the, the pearl jam all the grunge stuff sure, and sure, sure. plus playing all the uh, great new wave stuff like devo and uh, you know modern english and 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 flock of seagulls and all that kind of stuff from the 80s sure. and then occasionally uh, jim keller who was this uh, guy who did the sunday sort of morning show um he he would do the long lost song um right. which was um he called it the good the bad and the ugly and uh, and uh occasionally you, you come across a real gem he, he plays something like i hadn't heard in absolutely years and you go oh i remember this you know it was it's like a it'd be like someone like um oh gosh I'm trying to think of someone who's sort of obscure enough uh, but um like the virgin prunes or someone like that or or the uh, <laughs> the march violets or somebody, somebody right like, right like, right yeah and and you go wow that's a blast in the past so i thought it'd be good to, good to put a, a some blast in the past in and some of them uh you may have heard of some of them you may not and uh i, I remember there was one i played that was uh it was from an, a weird lp called club foot that came out in 1979 with all this really bizarre sort of it's like kind of outsider music and mm-hmm. um and that, that I think, uh, if I may make a suggestion, that might be a good topic for a future show, Douglas. Outside of music, would be great, because um, <laughs> you still find these weird people making music, and you think, and it's the music that sort of makes you go, "Now, is this guy just really bad, <laughs> or is he doing this on purpose?" You don't right, know, right, you know? right. And uh, and there was one uh, that uh, Laura showed me the other day, and I was, I couldn't decide whether it was a serious song or just. You know, some guy who just had no clue that he was a, a, a terrible. You know, it's, it's like nobody's thought to go just tap him on the shoulder. And go, you no good. You have no 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 skill whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, they just do it anyway. Um, like Jan Terry. I don't know if you are familiar with Jan Terry. She she did no, rock, no. rock rock and roll Santa and stuff like. And she. <laughs> she, she the music's okay, but and and, and her vocals she can sing. But she's not the most attractive lady. Uh, obviously, very, very low budget, and um, she's got a bit of a. Um, she has one of those rotic uh, R's, so it's kind of like you know, rock and roll, rock and roll. You know, she's <laughs> the rock and roll. Rock and roll. So yeah, and, and you know, it's 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 joyous because she clearly is enjoying what she's doing, but it's not right right. <laughs> right right well sometimes you know sometimes that passion kind of comes through and and can yeah. elevate uh something that maybe is yeah. maybe technically not the greatest but yeah. uh the, you know the passion there can can help but yeah. but who who knows um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of artists that are that are kind of you know interesting in in that regard that are that are maybe regarded more as like kind of avant-garde yeah. uh than than actual you know, uh, music. I, I know like someone, I'm just going to, I'm just kind of throwing out some names maybe that people know, but so, somebody like Laurie Anderson, for example, who oh, yeah. really approached it more as an art. Uh, she was doing performance art mm. versus being a musician. Yeah. Um, or even, uh, some of the stuff that Tom Waits would do uh, was definitely very experimental. Very out um, there, yeah. And some of those things. And you even go to somebody like um, uh, Harry Parch, who would invent his own instruments, make his own inter- instruments, and, yeah. and try to do stuff with that. Um, so, yeah, there's there's certainly. Um, you know, there's certainly a, a a genre of of music that is, you know, in that vein um, as well. But um, you know, but but yeah, what you're describing also could go in the direction of, uh, you know, what we what we've had thanks to like American Idol or or you know some of those talent shows where you know yeah. they they seem that they seem to focus on people that are really not that good and then you know. Uh, you get this kind of weird uh, kind of marketing thing where you get someone like William Hung, who is uh, yeah. not a very, oh. not a very, not a very good singer at, at all. And That'd yeah, terrible, but he, but, he was but he but he put an album out, at least yeah. one album that I know about. And yeah, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a lark, uh, you know. 
Um, it always cracks me up in the you see those auditions from American Idol and X Factor and things like that, and and this person, right. and they're just convinced that they are just the bee's knees, and right. and you see Simon and, and all the rest of them just like hanging their head, going, "Oh my god," you know, and yeah, uh, right, right, but they're just right. they're just plowing through, plowing on, just regardless, and, and yeah. Think, yeah. How how has nobody told you <laughs> that right. you, you can't sing yet? You know, I, but well, there was this one woman who was doing she was doing her version of uh, I don't know if you've seen this clip. Uh, you know the song "Chandeliers" by Sia. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, and she was singing it, but she was doing. Uh, do you, are you familiar with what they call uh, what they're referring to now as cursive singing? Cursive? I don't think I've heard yeah, of that. It, it was originally known, I think, as as indie girl singing. Okay. Where, where it's like it's like the the pronunciation doesn't really matter, you know, and and it's sort of it's sort of bit breathy, bit whispery, and sort of you know, just it it the consonants don't have to be like proper consonants, you know. It just sort of it just has to sort okay. of sound vague. But she's like taking it to the extreme, and she's like under the under the and and you're like, how does she okay. not know? She sounds like a just like she's on some sort of psychotic break Quail- or something, you know, quaaludes or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, but yeah, this, this thing. Look it up. Cursive singing. It's a thing, and it's just it, there's all sorts of people like Katy Perry's guilty of it. And sure, you know, sure, sure. And uh, yeah, well, is the big one, I guess. And uh, now that you've described it, I totally, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think it started with the with people like Paloma Faith and Lily Allen doing that sort of like I'm a chirpy cockney kind of I'm singing chirpy cockney kind of um, voice right right but then it sort of takes it to that sort of extreme of like this no this isn't singing anymore it's somewhat something else <laughs> it's sort of like uh, right it's it's a bizarre sort of uh, uh, there's no way of describing it really other than sort of by sort of playing it really but uh who would want to do that really <laughs> <laughs> certainly has no room on my show that's for sure no there you go so you do <laughs> make so you do make some distinctions about what you put on your show oh absolutely. Uh, yeah 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 <laughs> why does it does not, does not come across after 134 shows but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sometimes it's hard uh, to tell. Now, I, actually, I've, I've discovered, you know, quite a few cool artists because of your show. So, I, I, you know, it's really, um, it's really quite, quite nice. Uh, I, I love sitting down and and listening to your uh, into the unknown because, you know, I never know what I'm gonna get, and I and I I know that. I'm going to hear a whole bunch of artists I've never heard of before, yeah. um, which is, you know, true to the statement at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is, yeah, which Just is great. Much. Yeah. So yeah, that's so that's that's uh, the show in a nutshell, uh, really. And and I I I really should work harder at it. I I am a bit lazy, to be quite honest. I I um, you know, when I when I put out a show, I you know, I'll I'll do the playlist. It takes about a month to put one together. It's ridiculous, really. Uh, but mm. the trouble is, uh, and this is why the shows are so long as well, you know, I'll listen to a song and I'll go, oh, I'll put that on the show and I'll sort of mark that, earmark it. Uh, and then there'll be like a, you know, with YouTube and SoundCloud, there's always suggestions and favorites and stuff. Of, you know, right. And you go, oh, well, that sounds interesting. What, what's that? And you click on it and you go, Oh yeah, that's another good one, you know. And the same thing goes for Bandcamp because they got a suggestion thing at the bottom of, if you're on a on a Bandcamp page for a certain artist, at the bottom it goes, well, if you like this one, you might like these people. And there's about five yeah. or six suggestions, and yeah, and so, so when I'm when I'm sort of feeling a bit idle, I go, oh yeah, I'll try that one. That sounds alright. Yeah, I'll put some of that on. And and you come across all kinds of uh, interesting uh, genres and things, uh, you know, stuff that you'd never. Uh, dreamed you'd be even listening to, let alone playing. And um, right, right, yeah. But uh, yeah, so there we go. So uh, here's here's kind of a, a technical question, um, since uh, it it kind of popped in my head as you were talking here. Um, so you're finding these the music from all these different sources. Um, 
how what what software do you use to um, you know how do you how do you uh, transform it from YouTube or whatever and get it onto your podcast? Are you using a specific kind of software? Like I know I use Audio Hijack um, when I'm when I'm getting uh, you know pieces of whatever for my show. Um, yeah, there are certain uh, online. Uh, websites some of them some of them don't always work and you sort of have to but they're like for soundcloud uh obviously some the preference would be to um you know to uh, either use like a free download you get from the band or whatever and sometimes i i will um there's several uh, music pluggers who send me emails uh and uh, i'll sort of filter through those and go oh that sounds pretty good i'll, I'll use their the, the, the free downloads that they send me um, but there are converters you can find uh, for, well, specifically for YouTube, really, because you have to, uh, especially if it's an old song, you know, uh, like right. a really old song. Right. You can't always find it from a a, um, a fresh source. You've got to uh, just sort of go to the YouTube video and, and convert it that way. Um, but yeah, all kinds of different ways, really. But uh, I think um, my general preference is to sort of actually talk to. Uh, the bands themselves or or to um uh or go to their website and if there's any sort of free uh downloads that there or or sort of like special deals that you can uh you know uh, download sometimes obviously a few quite a few times i've i've bought the cd's themselves and just sort of done a rip using using my uh my uh good old uh, windows media player ripper uh, and <laughs> right like right yeah and <laughs> Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you, you, sometimes you have to go back to that, and, and um, right, but yeah, so there's all sorts of different, and then of course, finally, uh, uh, I put it all on, uh, put it all together using Audacity, which is um, okay, uh, a very easy to use software. The only thing I have a problem with, um, not with Audacity, but specifically, but um, my computer that the one I'm using right now. Uh, started doing something really weird. I don't know whether my daughter's just been been bashing the mouse pad too much, uh, but um, <laughs> sometimes you're trying to select a, a little piece of audio or or something and copy it or or you know highlight it whatever, and it just doesn't want to know and, and it will flash black and white and and you'll have to sort of tap it a few times to get it to actually do what you want and then go. So it's so there's that extra extra added difficulty and I'm considering purchasing a, a just a, a mouse you can plug in just to sort of because I think that would be a little bit better. But I have, it's, I have to say, it's absolutely years since I've used a, a, a mouse on its own. It's all, right. you know, so I'm so used to using the mouse pad now with the touchpad, whatever right. you want to call it. Um, right. That, that I think the the old school way of, of using it with a, with a mouse in your hand, uh, it's sort of, it's gone, it's gone bye-byes, isn't it, really? I mean, I don't yeah. know who uses mice anymore. Um. I have one at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but well, yeah, I have, <laughs> I have I have the I have the trackpad that I really like, um, yeah. you know, for my Mac. Um, it, it's uh, you know I I I jettisoned the mouse uh, several years ago, um, mm. and uh, I really I really just like using the trackpad. Uh, it's, Is that know, like it's, the one with the like the rollerball in it? Yeah. No, no, it's it's just, just a, a just a square pad that you. It's just a it's like it it's eh, roughly four by like four by six, maybe a oh, little yeah. bit big, maybe yeah. a little bit bigger than that, but it's um uh you know it's just like a nice clean you know surface white surface and it's slightly it's got a slight slant to it, and then you can actually click on it like you would a mouse. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So you, that's how you kind of select. Um, so it's, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. You know, you can do, they kind of have taken some of the technology from like the phones. So there's different gestures you can do with your fingers. So, you know, if you use two fingers, uh, you know, you, you can swipe, uh, you know, right and left uh, or up and down. You can do the, the pinch move with, with photographs so you can right. zoom in zoom out really really quickly so 
it's kind of nice they've trans so they've translated some of those gestures that you're used to using on your smartphone um and now you can use them on your computer um as but, well yeah. uh, so it's a so it's a little different than um you know than the mouse sure. <laughs> but um <laughs> so um well uh you know i i think that's uh you know a pretty good summation of of into the unknown uh you know, I, I I look forward to, I look forward to the next episode. I know I selfishly, um, you know, I, I always like, you know, kind of skim through to see if maybe you've put one of my songs in the show. Uh, yeah, we're, we're overdue <laughs> another one. I think we're overdue. Every every episode. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I mean, but, I, I, but, but 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 there's always great stuff, always great stuff. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, of course, there is another other uh, sort of semi-regular feature, and it's kind of like a, it's quite a depressing one because, you know, it it relies on on, uh, somebody dying uh, to actually, you know, because like when we have like uh, musicians pass away who are sort of uh, uh, well-known, I mean, like we had, we had uh, Alan White from Yes, and we had, we had right, right, right. Um, uh, Carl Coughlin from Fatima Mansions, and and uh, uh, Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode, people like that. So you know that deserves yeah. uh, a tune or two. Um, sure. And uh, so that sort of uh, um, is becoming a bit of a semi-regular feature because you know we're getting to that age now where where all our all our uh, sort of uh, musical heroes are starting to pop off. Well, uh, yeah, they're they're all getting to be in their uh, 60s and 70s and uh some of them are even a little maybe a little older than that <laughs> but uh, but yeah. yeah yeah it's like that you know the guys from devo are all you know 70 uh pretty much yeah. um yeah. you know the main guys uh it, and it's it you know it's funny to see them still kind of hopping around on stage uh <laughs> yeah well, the, the guy that, that that always amazes me is is Mick Jagger. I mean, my God! I mean, the man's looked dead for for twenty years, and and he's probably fitter than than any of us. Yeah, yeah. it could very well be. Yeah. And 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 Keith is quite quite the opposite. You know, I mean, well, not he's he's actually probably been dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's years. pickled is what it is pickled. He, he just he just doesn't know it yet um yeah. he's sort of preserved in his own sort of alcohol <laughs> just sort of yeah he's <laughs> yes exactly yeah exactly exactly oh goodness um anyway well it's been it's been it's been great fun chatting with you today uh i've good luck Likewise. uh with with your new show five questions with uh yes Jeff, yes Jeff Check it out now. Check it out. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it'll so probably, when, come, probably come out. Uh, I don't know. Um, is fairly soon. I'm I'm hoping, but uh, uh, probably. Okay. But then again, yeah, I know this show probably won't come out for a while because uh, you know uh, you're a busy man, and yeah. uh, it does take a while to <laughs> well, to you know, these like, things together, take out all the, the pregnant the, uh, pauses. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, I, we, we can't abort those now. Uh. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. That's right. We have to carry uh, the term, even if it kills us. Yes, yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, you know, the, the interview shows are actually a lot easier to edit because – you know, I'm not like when we do, uh, uh, you know, a show where we're doing, you know, our, you know, top five cover songs or something. I've got to drop in a musical clip for every single thing. And yeah. it's, you know, that takes forever um, to, to edit all that. But interview shows generally aren't aren't too bad. I do try to find a couple of spots as I listen back. I'm like, oh, that might be a good spot to drop something in, um, you know, that we're talking about, um, you know, like it like. Uh, you know, if we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, a, a song, uh, I might drop in a little clip of the song just to, you know, kind of, sp- you know, add a, add a little uh, flavor, you know, to, yeah. to, to yeah. the mix. But but generally, I, you know, I just kind of let the talk flow as much yeah. as possible in, yeah. in these I cases. Mean, I, so. Yeah, I mean, I particularly enjoyed when we did our, our cover song show and we did our, our novelty song show, but that must have been a, a nightmare to, to edit. It was, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of wild, um, keeping track of where I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. with, 
with all of that and trying to yeah. and in some cases trying to source uh some of the songs uh too it uh, absolutely you know, yeah uh, you know trying to trying to track them down on youtube or or some of the streaming services or um, you know whatever yeah. sometimes it's sometimes that's uh hey you know in the old days we used to go crate digging at the at the you know uh at the record shops you know that's right uh, so it's kind of the same thing but uh yeah. not you know or not the, really or, the, or even yeah. the thrift shops i got i, I right picked sure. up quite a few bargains from the old thrift shops yeah exactly yeah. a mint exactly. copy of ice cream castle by the time um, oh wow got that, wow. that at a goodwill that was brilliant wow yeah. so yeah morris like day morris day morris in the day game the time yeah fantastic yeah. Very yeah. good, very good. Well, I will let you get on with your day out there, and um, yep, I will I've... get back to not celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 putting that putting ear defenders on so for when the fireworks start. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got it. We've got a couple of dogs, and uh, you know, I'm not really looking forward, and a cat, and, and not really looking forward to you know fireworks later because you know it freaks them out a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, I loved fireworks. I loved all of that. And, um, you know, I grew up at a time, like I said, uh, you know, the, our, the American bicentennial was, you know, I was mm. like nine, nine years old, I think. And so I, it was, you know, it was all yeah. about, uh, the history and learning about the revolutionary war and, you know, or at least what they, what they told us, you know, it wasn't always the truth as we've, as we've discovered growing up, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, Just, but, uh, yeah, it, yeah, uh, it, same. it's, I remember the, the bicentennial going on. I mean, there was stuff about it on British TV, but you know, we didn't know anything about the revolutionary war or anything like that. Uh, right. or, uh we, we just sort of knew that, uh, yeah, hey, America's two hundred years old, and they're all having a good, good, uh, good time. And so, you know, hey ho, and uh, we're like, oh great, okay, cool. And I was more into things like Skylab. When I remember when Skylab was. Oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually had a t-shirt. I actually had a t-shirt that uh, you know, um, it was also at the time. Uh, for a little context, um, just a few years prior, the Surgeon General had put out a, 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 a report on smoking uh, cigarettes and um, the um, cigarette manufacturers here in the U.S. had to start putting warning labels on the mm. on the cigarette packages that, you know, that could cause cancer and all kinds of health issues. Um, so I had this T-shirt that uh, said, um, you know, uh, warning falling Skylab uh could be hazardous <laughs> to your health you know and it was basically the same kind of language that was on the cigarette packages yeah. at, at the time and that you know that was just a few years prior to that so uh, uh, the cigarette packs over here now are so scary because they're not allowed to um uh, sell them in anything but a plain packaging so it, you, you got all the different brands but they're all the same sort of like dark olive green packets right uh, but it's just the names are different, and and the warnings are way more uh, graphic. It's like you know this could you know definitely kill you kind of thing. You know it's horribly, 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 and it's usually accompanied by a picture of of uh, um, there's one particularly alarming one where it's it's a small child with a with a, a dummy, a pacifier in their mouth, which has got a cigarette attached. Uh, oh, nice. You know, like so secondhand smoke can can kill you. Is like you know giving your kids cigarettes and. Uh, and pictures of like you know, lung cancer victims and, and diseased lungs and just all this horrible stuff on on the packet and still people buy them and they're they're now like ten pounds a pack and it still right. doesn't stop them yeah just, and and still there's young people taking it up it's like hang on they've got pictures of on these packets showing you how not cool it is to smoke and you're still deciding yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Like you know, it, it, my my opinion. You know, I, of course, I've I've had to up the age over the years, but my opinion has always been, you know, if you were born after, you know, like 1973, I think is when the Surgeon General's mm. you know warnings came out here in the U.S. Uh, you know, 
it was like if if you're younger than that and you're smoking, you're an idiot. I mean, what <laughs> you yeah. you know what you know this what the issue is. Knowledge for like. 50 years close to. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my parents grew up in an age where, you know, it was, uh, you know, smoke them if you got them, you know, it was, mm. uh, uh it, it, it was so socially acceptable and so prevalent. Um, you know, <clears throat> you know, you watch a show like Mad Men and it's like, mm. you know, yeah, that's the way, it, that's the way it used to be. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, it, but, uh, I think I was just I was just uh, seeing a story uh, not that long ago that said that smoking here in the U.S. is at an all-time low. Uh, mm. I think they said maybe only like 12 percent of wow. of adults are, are smoking. Um, now I don't think that factors in vaping, which is a which is oh. a separate separate thing. Ugh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, the whole vape culture it's like well first of all um you know the horrible flavors you know you walk past somebody who's smoking and it's like hang on that smells like cherries it shouldn't smell like cherries uh and and this the whole competitiveness of it uh you, you get these people who are in vape competitions who can make the biggest prettiest cloud or smoke ring with the vape and it's like uh, uh, people make a sport out of anything won't they <laughs> Yeah, right, right, exactly. They, <laughs> they, they sure will. They sure yeah. will. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> on, on, on that uh, lovely note, thank you again for for having uh, for having me on your show, which should be out soon. I, I, yep. uh, I presume. Pleasure. And uh, yep. th- thank you for coming on my show, uh, and um, you know, talking about. Uh, talking about your new show and and into the unknown which i really like and i i highly recommend if you're out there and you enjoy uh all different kinds of weird and wonderful music um give it give it a listen it's uh, it's worth it it's fun you're bound to hear you're bound to hear something that you like uh over the over the course of over the course of a show you're bound to hear something new and different um that that you'll that you'll uh want to seek out more of so uh all right thanks again jeff uh have a great great rest of your day yep i'm off to uh get myself ready and go pick up the kids from school a little bit so oh very good yes (laughs) and feed them some apple crumble (laughs) Uh, all right apple crumble hooray yeah, I can celebrate right. apple. I can celebrate apple crumble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Jeff. We'll Cheers, talk to you. This. Have a good All one. Right. Yep. You too. Bye. Space Mules is copyright 2022 by Douglas Arthur for Dugside Syndicate. All other content is copyrighted its respective holders and is used under the doctrine of fair use. You can contact the show by sending an email to spacemules at yahoo.com or you can drop us a voicemail on our new listener line. Just visit anchor.fm slash spacemules slash message and we might just use it on a future show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Space Mules and head over to Facebook to like the official Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules fan page for all the latest news, show notes, and celestial ephemera. And please check out our new Space Mules tea public storefront for all your Space Mules swag. T-shirts, magnets, coffee mugs, you name it. We have all the highest quality merchandise you can shake a Zuni doll at. Just head over to tpublic.com slash user slash assault of the two-headed space mules. And there's a dash between every word, and two is the number two. So that's assault dash of dash the dash the number two dash headed dash space dash mules. And support the show. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We're now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Play, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and more. Or you can visit anchor.fm at any time. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear my brother say, Fight!
years ago, Canadians were walking through the forest and they saw a tree with disgusting brown goo dripping out of it. And they said, there's disgusting brown goo dripping out of that tree. Let's eat it. <laughs> He's quite a character. To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States.